I'm Nora Barry. And I'm Mike Adams. And you're listening to The Story Mechanics, where we diagnose, deconstruct, fix, and build stories. Are you putting your money where your mouth is when it comes to messaging that matters? On this week's episode, Nora Berry deconstructs that. The publication ad agency and the research group Forrester recently held a joint presentation where they discussed the different issues keeping chief marketing officers awake at night. And one of the top areas of concern was consistency in messaging. It's no secret really why people are so worried about consistency in messaging. The average lifespan of brands used to be over 100 years. Now many are dead within a dozen. Digital technology has both facilitated the rise of these brands and also eased the demise of these brands. And that's because digital technology makes it overly easy to create messaging. At the push of a button, you can send out a new message every single day, and that is becoming a problem. We have this huge archaeological dig of messages, messages that have come in from investor relations, messages that have come in from corporate communications, employee communications, messaging from the external brand agencies, messaging from the internal agencies. It is a huge archaeological dig that's forcing customers to sift through to find out what's real. And as any marketer knows, the more work you make your customer do to understand your message, the less the chance is that they are going to actually engage with you. Let me give you a great example of inconsistency in messaging. We spend a lot of time and effort these days telling young girls they rule, that they're powerful, that they can be anything they want to be, lawyers, doctors, engineers, astronauts, you name it, they can be anything. So we spend a lot of time doing that, but we spend a lot of money telling them to be a princess. The Disney princess industry alone is worth several billion dollars. Now, this is not a diatribe against Disney because I happen to love Walt Disney, but Disney owns the princess industry for the most part. And so in this scenario, they actually are the wicked stepmother. So the Disney princess industry is worth over a billion dollars. Compare that with the average spend that goes towards STEM programs. Want to take a guess at how much Disney has invested in STEM? $1 million. That was the sum total of their contribution to the Boys and Girls Clubs of America. A study a few years ago of preschool children found that 96% of the girls had engaged with Disney princess media. They also found that those who had engaged with the princess archetype ended up displaying more gender-based behavior exactly the kinds of normative behaviors that STEM programs for girls are seeking to overturn. But most girls aren't introduced to STEM until they're in middle school, after which they have already spent at least a half a dozen years dressing up as Cinderella or some other princess. Now, what's the problem with Cinderella? She's a cipher. Things happen to her. She's not the person who moves the story along or leads the narrative. Now, I know we've seen an entire slate of spunky princesses in reaction to Cinderella, but the problem is they're still princesses. We're still spending billions of dollars on dressing up girls as princesses while telling them to be in STEM. Why are we forcing them to be princesses? Why aren't we, for instance, raising them up to be queens? Queens rule. Queens lead. Queens are decision makers. 
queens are able to lead their troops into battle. Which is a better archetype for STEM behavior, the princess or the queen? Clearly, it's the queen. But we don't invest in teaching our girls to be queens. We invest in teaching them to be princesses. And then we're stunned at the number of girls who don't track into STEM, or more importantly, the women who do go into STEM who then drop out at mid-career. Girls have to spend a lot of time sorting through mixed messages to figure out what they want to be when they grow up. So how do you avoid this kind of confusion and create messaging that's consistent enough to let your CMO get a good night's sleep? Start with a message audit. And by that, I mean take a serious look at what you're saying about your company across every channel, social media, news media, advertising. And then take a serious look at what's being said about you by the news, by your employees on Glassdoor, on LinkedIn, on Pharma Cafe, and figure out where the difference is between the message that you're sending and the message that's being received. This kind of analysis is important because all too frequently there's a gap between the two. And in that gap, that's where customers fall along their journey to engagement with your brand. Consistent messaging outlasts changes in technology. Go back to some of the most familiar fairy tales you know, Red Riding Hood, Jack and the Beanstalk, The Three Little Pigs. No matter how many times they've been told and retold over 800 years, their core messaging remains the same, and so should yours. We're finished telling this story, but the narrative continues next week with another. Until then, feel free to leave us your stories and your feedback on our blog at thestorymechanics.blogspot.com. The Story Mechanics is a production of Bridgeview Media. You can find us at www.bridgeviewmedia.com.